Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from the Wolves Fancast. Uh, joining me to discuss yet another 1-1 with Newcastle. Um, we've had this strange set of results of 1-1 over the years with them and this was no exception. Um, is um, Adam, Adam, how are you doing? Evening. Evening and evening to Gully. Hi, Oops. Hello and finally Stu. One of the joys of autumn, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> your, your backdrop's a bit autumnal. What, what colour would you say that is? That a lime green background you've got? It's it's actually African African sunshine, which is it's <laughs> yellow. It's yellowish, but it's kind of it's just the uh, darkness, the, the, the darkness of drawing against Newcastle again. That's pulled the uh, the curtain over us all. I, I love these. <laughs> well, the, these these names are great because I, I I this wall I would describe as grey, but I think when I asked the missus when we're looking for it, I'm pretty sure it's elephant's breath. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just a bit bizarre. Um, but the yeah, names all... are great. They are great, aren't they? Names. I've been painting pal- uh, some palettes for the garden stuff I'm doing, and mine's coastal mist. Nice. <laughs> Basically, sky blue. Yeah, lots of fun to be have on a Dulux uh, paint job, but hey, um, w- that ties us into today's game. Yeah, it was a bit like washing paint. No, um, we'll, we'll have a look at obviously today's or this evening's game in in a moment. We'll we'll go over the details on on that. Um, just before we we do that, just a little bit of housekeeping, really, in terms of the fan cast and some latest news, which you may or may not be aware of. So first up, really, is the, the YouTube channel. Um, big thank you to everybody who has liked and subscribed to the channel. If you haven't done so far, I really would recommend it because we're adding new content to the channel all of the time. We started with the episode of Stories from the Pack, which is continuing on YouTube. And also we've added, uh, as Gully is um, in charge of, Fancast GTA, which is Gully's tactical analysis. And then most recently, uh, we've got Fancast FIFA Greet as well where Dan gets um, basically a, an opposition supporter on as a game of FIFA um, and just choose the fact with them. So really recommend you view that. There's lots of content going on. So if you can do like and subscribe. Um, in other news, um, really heartened to see, obviously there's a lot of talk at the moment, um, which Marcus Rashford's sort of brought to the core about um, free school meals and so forth and helping out in the community and, um, there's a war supporter you may have seen, uh, Kim Smith, and she's launched a Just Giving page, which is www.justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash boycott pay-per-view, uh, which I think was the main principle behind the idea. Our next game against Palace is on pay-per-view. And I think was it our opponents, Newcastle, who kind of started the ball rolling on this one, gents? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. So I think the, the idea really is um, you can you can still obviously watch the game if you want to, but if you choose not to, then an idea, I think, is the principle is putting your money perhaps elsewhere and that's supporting the well in Wolverhampton. And if you want any details, as I say, justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash boycott pay-per-view. And if you want to d- donate and raise funds, uh, then it'll be going to a obviously a fantastic cause. And at the time of recording... Um, I think that's about three grand. So I just thought that was worth a mention if people want to support, should they be able to. And there was another game as well, uh, as well as the um, the men's game, Wolves Women um, 
I believe, won 3-2 today uh, and kept their uh, position at the top of their respective league. Um, and it was a timely celebration for Anna Price, who uh, has clocked up 300 appearances for Wolves women. So um, a quick nod to them and a congratulations. They're starting where they left off last season as well. OK, so let's crack on with the Newcastle game, if, if we will. Um, we, always, we always do as we, we start with the preview, take us back to um, the, the team as it was announced. One change um, from, from the previous game in terms of the starting eleven, uh, which was the introduction of um, Nevers for Matinho. What were your thoughts on, on the team going in there this evening, gents? Well, I just said it would have been almost perfect apart from Sace, and then that whole first half kind of proved that fact. <laughs> For me, everything you couldn't really going on Kilman's performance at Leeds on Monday, you couldn't drop him and Nevers and Matinho. It's like everyone said, anyone and Dan Donker in the middle. So that's really the only two that you could rotate at the minute. So for me, apart from Sace, it was perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, and, I, I, I think um, I've mentioned this last week. It was always going to be the case that Nuno kept the team as it was because we know what he's like. He likes a consistent lineup, but you, you've got to you got to do a bit of a horses for courses kind of approach at times. And he he stuck with the lads who got the victory against Leeds, but that's a totally different proposition. So as much as I expected that to happen, I was hoping he'd see a little bit further into the. The, the depths of the game and, and see what was going to work for us uh, and make a slight change down the left-hand side. He didn't do it and uh, we kind of faltered as a result, I feel. And Adam, what were, what were your thoughts in terms of the selection? Um, I guess as above really it was, you know, Matinho, I, I think, as, as I know Gully referenced, it's kind of been Dendonka plus one, but Matinho didn't do too much wrong in the Leeds game, I thought. No, I mean, yeah, the, the, the team I was happy with. Um, obviously, as, as has been said, that left wing back position is the sticking point at the moment. Um, I do think that Nuno shows his loyalty to who's in the team at, at that, that position at that, at that current time, and he hadn't widely been functional in that left wing back role. I didn't see him dropping Sace. Maybe that that changes for the next game. Um, on the Matinho point, no, it, no, he didn't do too much wrong. But then, I think we all kind of are expecting to see a, a changing of the guard in that midfield position, and that Matinho would start to be phased out, and we, we should be seeing more of Neves alongside Dendonka. We, we don't need to go into the fact that Neves and Matinho shouldn't play together anymore. So it should always, be, for me, it should it should be Dendonka and, and Neves going forward, really, and Matinho. Um, you know, slowly tries to be phased out more towards. I don't want to be harsh to him to say that he relegated just to a point of coming on to you know contain games, but he's still going to start games going forward for us, Matinho. But um, I do see you know Dendonka and Neves for this season being our main two midfield. So overall, I was happy. No, no qualms at all with with the starting lineup. And were you heartened by the Newcastle side as well? Because from, from what I gather, it was a bit of a makeshift Newcastle side and perhaps a, a different change of approach from Newcastle being a bit more attacking. And 
I think I, I, myself going in, I mean, let me know your thoughts, gents. I thought, well, that could play into our favour, but wasn't quite the case, was it? I never said anything about it whatsoever because you know exactly what they're going to do. And they did it again. It's whoever, whoever yeah. they played, they play the same way. It's just, it's just annoying. And, it's, and you looked at the lineup and they could have, you know, they could have bought Philippe Albert out of retirement and he would play, <laughs> played exactly the same way. Uh, it, was a, did, it was a bodge job of a team though, Stu. I, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying one. about they're going to, they're going to, if, if I've got a, a midfield three in front of me of Jeff Hendrick as your deep line sitting midfielder who has no kind of defensive acumen to be, to real, really speak of. He's a guy that gets into the box and tries to score goals. And then you've got Ryan Fraser and Almer on either side of him. That's a team you should be looking to take advantage of, uh, ultimately. And I don't necessarily feel like we did that. Going back to the point about Dendonka plus one, you wonder if this is the kind of game where Neves and Matinho can play together because there wasn't really much for them to worry about going in towards our own goal. So with the quality of their passing and being a bit cuter with uh, the ball at their feet, is that something where Nuno, again, has maybe missed a bit of a trick? I still think, though, that with, I still think with Dendonka, though, he still poses a bit more of a goal threat because um, he's, he, you know, he got, he's got probably more goals for us than Matinho has since he's been here. And I, he definitely I, has, yeah. occasionally I did see him getting forward. You know, he did get forward quite a bit in this game as well. And he's, you know, we've seen games this season where he's he's been on the edge of the area, and he's got. I think he's got a good finish on him. Then Donker has, and we don't see it very often. But um, I'd still think that he was probably the right thing, right decision to play him. Um, obviously, you know, he's. I, I can understand what you mean, but unfortunately for us, we haven't. We have a player that we could have done with tonight, and, and just in general, is. A driving midfield player, you know, that, that breaks forward from from midfield. Unfortunately, someone I think, as we mentioned in our WhatsApp group, someone like a Ross Barkley, sadly, you know, someone like him who can drive from midfield and make things happen, which I don't really see that we have at the moment in our, oh, in our squad. Well, you say that, but we, we've signed someone on loan who's not even featured tonight, even on the bench. Who's oh, yeah, was, for that exact reason? Yeah, I was thinking of him just as I was talking, and nowhere to be seen again at the moment. Like, well, it was in the uh, in the initiation period, still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I was thinking about Alfred Nandai because I was thinking, you know, <laughs> obviously not now, but you know, in terms of sort of a driving and a, and a physical presence, um, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of of Dendonka, but I think that there's, there's times where you know, if if we agree, as 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 Price referenced there, that Neves and Matinho generally speaking, is, is a project that is no longer productive for us. If Dendonga's off form, it still worries me. And as you say, whether or not Virginia is having this very slow bedding in process, because he appears, because that's all we can say at this stage, because we don't benefit from seeing him in games, to be that player who will perhaps drive on and... Um, yeah, um, but that wasn't... I think we'll get to, obviously, the game. I don't think that was... The issue was it. I, I think has probably been borne out that midfield pairing today. Um, I mean, if we move on to, to the game itself and the first half, um, first ten minutes we seemed to start well. I think Podens had one on target, one off target. They came back into it. Stu, what was your thoughts on the first half? And what I'm interested from all of you as well is um, one player who I think we put a fan cast post up about this week is Samedo. 
because I think many thought perhaps he, he didn't have a good game against Leeds. I, I, I was in that camp. Talk to me about the first half, but I'm interested to sit, hear all of your views on, on Semedo because for me, he was, he was a positive tonight, particularly in that first half. Yeah, I thought he was much better. I mean, it's more of his kind of game, just getting forward more than actually defending. Um, but talking about Dendonka then, I thought, I can't remember him even being mentioned in commentary, but that left Neves free. And I thought Neves had his best half for a while for us in the first half, especially. He was popping up here and there and everywhere. And the ball he put through to, um, was it to, to Neto to pull back. And I thought that, that was it. They, were, they talked about his vision and stuff. And there's only him and Matinho would do that kind of thing. And with a bit of a shield in front of him, I know he came from Samadro as well, but I thought he there was points in the first half, which is encouraging. But then, as per usual, he just turned shit again. <laughs> it was just usual first half wolves. After I thought, oh, we've gone 15, 20 minutes and we haven't scored. Oh, let's just go back to normal again. And I thought, well... I was, I was almost on the edge of my sofa and then I just kind of sunk back into uh, obscurity again at another Banksy's amber. But it, was just, it was just, there's no, there was no excuse for it. Like Gully said, I mean, you look at that, the, the side that they put out and that midfield that they put out, there were times in that first 20 minutes where we were absolutely battering them with no end product again. And it was, it was a lot of possession, which Nuno said, okay, we want more of, but what's the point when you don't do anything with it? I'd rather be the other way around and give everyone else possession and then hit them on the break and actually get a result rather than play like that and just piss about with it. But there was there was promising signs, but then it all faded away again. Yeah, I mean, Gully, Stu mentioned their possession. I think it's a point worth making because I think we saw in the Leeds game, for example, where it was a typical Wolves performance where I think the stats, don't quote me on it, you probably know more than me, was about 60% at least in Leeds' favour. And obviously we, we got the result. Um, but do you think it was just the fact that, was it no end product or were we not quick enough in possession today? Gully, what did you think? I think it's... Nuno's obsession is balance uh, constantly. He, he wants us to. He wants to be in a position where you can attack, but you can still defend, and vice then vice versa, basically. And being that way inclined, we're never going to overcommit players into forward positions. If you look at when we've got the ball wide, how many players are getting into the box? It's very rarely more than two, um, and yet we're putting in hopeful crosses that. You know, they have to be like right on the money, or you get a bit of luck to get anything from them, and that's not something that you should be playing. That not, it's not a mentality you should have against a team like Newcastle, who you've got on the ropes for the first twenty minutes. I think they kind of figured out that stopping our play down the right wing in the first half was a way to stop us from getting into advanced positions. And then, like you say, we did fade a little bit in that first half. But if you again not you're not committing and, and you've got to take a risk. You've got to put the ball at risk and you've got to put your kind of system at risk at some times just to kind of reap the rewards that, that comes with that. And that might be overcommitting a player from now uh, now and then. It might be committing Dendonka to the box a little bit more than he already does. You know, just little things that Nuno won't, he won't forsake in, in lieu of his um, philosophy. I mean, th th what I will say, there was one moment when Jimenez went into the box if he squared it to Pedence, it was 1-0. He was yeah. a tapping. Really, really straightforward chance. But he decided to go for goal with his left foot. I, I can't remember last time I saw him score with his left foot. He's, he's better off for a boning it because that's what he tries to do most of the time. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs away. 
Yeah. But, you know, little, again, <laughs> Two years decision ago. making, decision making, final third, little things like that just really frustrate. Adam, for, for yourself, I think you said in the WhatsApp group, you weren't really surprised with the first half. And was that down to the fact that you kind of felt it told a similar story to what we've seen already this season in terms of a game of little chances from a Wolves perspective? Or did you kind of think that it was just, yeah, it, it was it sort of a very tactical first half? It's, it's just what we do, isn't it? It's what we do. We, mm. just, um, we just don't, we just contain first half in every game. Um, Last time that I checked, it was like twenty-eight of the last twenty-six. We got we went in at nil-nil, half time. It's so it's not. <clears throat> excuse me, it's not even by accident. There, this is it's purely by design. This this trait of just giving ourselves the second half to win games. And if it's not if it's not a tactic, it's something that's it's it's just this mentality that's got ingrained in in the players' minds, um, which is bizarre, really. You know and. As far as Newcastle goes, I mean, they they purely came just to spoil the game. It's quite clear, and maybe that was an element because of the, the team they're about to put out, you know, with, with some players missing and what have you. But five across the back and, you know, the bodge job everywhere else, it, they just wanted to spoil. And I think it was referenced in, in commentary um, where I watched it. It was just saying that Newcastle are just here, to not, they're just here to stop Wolves, essentially. And... Again, reference was made that we, we had all the ball. We were making a lot, like infinitely more passes than Newcastle were, but it just wasn't going anywhere. It was just the old sideways backwards pass, which is fine for a bit when you know you're feeling your way into the game. But when you're looking for a bit more creativity and incision, it's just it doesn't go anywhere. And as you said, I think the first part of the first half was okay, but after that, I really started to struggle. To be honest. Um, I'd had a really big dinner as well, and I was quite, I was quite tired. And you know what? I was at some point I could have fell to sleep initially. It sounds bad saying that, but that's just how it was going because nothing, nothing was actually, nothing was really happening, you know. And I think Pedence had his had his shot, and yes, Jimenez um, should have squared it to him because yeah, that last, the last one, the last goal I remember him scoring his left foot was I think it was it wasn't the Spurs three two game, wasn't it? Back end of last season, yeah. their place. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been. I would have had confidence, but then to putting that one away. Um, but other than that, again, it just just added to the collection. First half, nothing to write home about, really. Yeah, and I, I think it's one of those. I heard Noon after the game, and um, he was asked as he seems to be probably pissed off about being asked this question. But if if the first half are going to continue in the same vein, he's going to keep getting asked. Why is it basically that this is? This is the thing. And, you know, he'll obviously play an answer and say, well, I'd prefer it to be 90 minutes of a more consistent performance. But I'm with you. This this seems far too much of a coincidence. And I, I've heard a few sort of um, pundits say, oh, it's just the case of we pick the team off, we analyse, contain, but it's, it's not the best to watch. But, um, yeah, the, 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 there's not too much else to write out about. But for yourself, um, um Adam and Gully, because I mentioned Samedo, because I think he's worth a mention. Mm. What were your thoughts on Samedo and anybody else that stood out first half? Because I thought, for me, I thought Neto again looked the most likely to first half. Yeah, Neto really carried the can for us, and probably not just in the first half either. The whole game, I think anything he was really driving the team forward. You know, happy to to get the ball and making rows on 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 that wing. Um, 
because I think him and there sometimes looked a bit lost, but he was the one that was really trying to make things happen for us. And as far as Samado goes, I think she referenced it earlier that he had more of an opportunity to shine this game because we was we had more of the ball, so we had all the more attacking to do. Um, I thought he had, I thought he was great. I thought he was, I thought he's not just the first half, but yeah, I think Samado had a really good game for us and much improved from what we've saw previously. Yeah, I think um, the, the nice thing with Samado is he's he's almost got a technical quality of uh, a midfielder um, who can kind of have the ball high up the pitch in tight areas and still maintain it. You know, he, they were getting quite a few numbers over on his side. Um, and Lewis was, um, you know, had a bit of a running battle with him. But, um, he, he, he seemed to get the better of him on most occasions and, you know, get himself out of nice little tight spots. And, I mean, the... The crap thing for him is if he gets into a decent position to cross, we're not getting no, bodies yeah. into the box room to find. That's that, and that's yeah. you know you, you can't blame him for that. You, you know he'll put it across, but but if there's nobody there to get on the end of things, then you know why bother to a certain extent. But I, I thought yeah. honestly, first half he was the best player on the pitch. Real, and I mean in in terms of the, the second half, because there's there's really not too much more to to draw on. Really, so I think it's that first half, the second half. Again, as we did the first, I thought we started well and I thought Pedence got more on the ball as well and was, was again, more likely to. Um, but, yeah, there's not much more to draw on that. We, we eventually got um, what seemed like a foothold in the game on the 80th minute with the Jimenez goal. Um, Gully, as, as, I'm on you, as you're on my screen here, talk me through the Jimenez goal or anything else that stood out up until that point. Well, the first thing I say about the Jimenez goal is it, it's it's nothing to do with the way Nuno set the team up. It was a free kick that went into the box. Jimenez has made a strange decision to come to the edge, and, and he's finished yes, it. At least to be fair, I'm, I, honestly, I had a bit weird, mate. It was a tactical sort of masterclass. Yeah, but yeah, it was a bit of an odd one, but um, I guess you know, fair play. Individuals are allowed to really uh, you know express themselves in whichever way they feel the need to do so, and that it, it paid off for us, but. I want a real kind of downer with Nuno today, just because I feel that, you know, with the way we set the team up, the the phrase I used on Twitter was we played, we fought like a boxer with one arm tied behind the back <laughs> and our left, we didn't, we didn't have a left hook or a jab or, or anything uh, from our left side today. So we saw, and, and the right-hand side of the team ended up suffering as a result of that. And you, you can't, you can't get away from that today for me. And you, you can't, allow a team like Newcastle. I was saying to Stu just before we came on, three years we've been in the Premier League now and we're playing Newcastle as if we played them the season that we came up. They've not progressed as a club. We are, in theory, an established you know, European side now in, in all but name this season. Why are we going at home to Newcastle with such a, a tentative you know, mindset and setup? It really, really frustrates me. It's funny you say that as well because at the end of the game, obviously I was watching it um, through a, a Qatari-based sports channel, shall we say, and um, I'll, I'll give it away. I said Mr. Gray on the end of game analysis said something similar about, um, about Newcastle, saying that like they've just come here to spoil the game, and, and he said, with all due respect to Wolves, they're not playing a Man City or you know Liverpool. So what, why are, are Newcastle coming to be so negative you know, towards Wolves as well? So it just seemed like today, right? just two negative teams, just cancel each other out. I think I think no. It's probably what Gully referenced earlier. It's the fact that 
Nuno is showing he, he can't perhaps compromise in, in terms of a, a way of playing, irrespective oh, of yeah. opposition. I don't know if that's unfair or not, but, it, you know. Um, if you had a look at his, um, you look back at his interviews, his most used <coughs> word would probably be balance, guaranteed. Because that's all he looks for in, in, in every, in every, wherever the ball is on the pitch, are we balanced? And then that's probably it. You know, he goes home, sleeps well at night just because we're balanced. But, you know, we still a one one draw with fucking Newcastle. <laughs> And at, least, at least he got an inner ear infection. We know that much. <laughs> so, so that 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 was that was our goal. Um, just be, before we look at um, Crystal Palace, because we'll we'll have a guest shortly join us to, to preview that. To sign off on Newcastle, we've obviously got to discuss, unfortunately, the the eighty-ninth um, minute equaliser. Don't anyone who picks up the pieces on this? What what are your overall <laughs> thoughts? I guess there's two parts to this, isn't there, really? One, it's still our resident goalkeeper. Or... Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it the free? It's a soft free kick, but why put why give the ref an option in the first place? Yeah, let's just let's just say that about that. But to line your, your wall up like that, I mean, when we played on Sundays, obviously it was only five sides, and we didn't have a wall. But I would never put you two on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just you could see him from a mile off what exactly what was going to happen. You're just you're just inviting it for yourself, and if you're going to do that, then stand in the middle of the goal. It's a bad wall by Patricio. It's his fault. End of the day, it's, there's no one else to blame but him. He lined it up, he cocked up his positioning, and it went to the bottom of the net. Simple. And I, it, I, the thing is about it, I'm not even. I was sent to Gulliam, and I, I came on here laughing and joking because it's just I fully expected it to be this shit tonight. <laughs> it, wasn't even, it was not even remotely a surprise. Because this is what yeah. this is what it, it's it's almost got to the stage where it's like huddle level of just meh because you know, uh, it's just just Easy. just at a, at a higher level because I know Put the amber bit down, Stu. Uh, I have. I'm not going to get it up again. But I know I know exactly that it's going to be the same on Friday, and it's going to be the same thing. We're going to be all from the first half. We might pick up the pace a bit in the second half, and hope that hard doesn't do us again. And that will be the game plan, and it's just the same every week. And we got we got lucky against Leeds, and how Villa got destroyed by him. It looks like a tactical masterclass, but it's just turning into it's just too like you know, I said himself. It's just we we need to be less predictable, and if anything, we're more I, predictable. I I just think uh, well, hell, I don't know if Stu's turned into a, a um, Ashma <laughs> Park Adrian Durham over here, but. Um, <laughs> so, um, Ad, can you bring any balance? We talked about balance to it because I actually didn't think it was that bad. I just, you know, bar that sloppy free kick and, and that, you know, wall that, you know, was ineffective, you could have been going away and going, yeah, okay, it wasn't exciting, but they played it to perfection. And another clean sheet and another win. What, what did you think, Ad? I know. The problem is with that, with the way we play, is that we, again, how we set up to win games in the second half. We, we we almost struggle to respond to anything that come any adversity that comes back to us. So all right, we, we get we get the goal through Jimenez, you know, and you could argue that again the keep. Well, to be fair, Cardalo after the game admitted himself straight up. He said I should have saved that easily. Mm. He, so he's he's come out and said that that should never happen. But um, so even up until that point, you know, Fabio Silva again. We, we've spent a lot of money on him, and granted, he's one for the future. But he sat on the bench again, and we've not 
the thoughts probably not coming to his head to bring him on to try and change things up and get him get him on the bench. Um, so that's at the minute, we're, you know, it's just promoting more questions around him at the moment that we've just not seen him since. Well, was it what's last game he played for us? Was it Stoke in the Cup or something? I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I been, barely, yeah. I barely saw him in the league game. Basically, you know what? And then. Just to jump in, it'd make more sense at this point to just put Vitinha on the bench and just not put Silver on at all because he's not going to yeah. feature. He's not going to be uh, get involved yeah. whatsoever. So yeah. why why waste the place? Exactly. I, I just thought you know he, he's there for a reason, and surely that you know you could play both him and Jimenez. But you know what will happen if ever Silver takes the pitch, he'll be in place of Jimenez. But the only thing is that yeah. Jimenez never gets subbed off, does he? Um, then yeah, for the goal, I had a sense of dread as soon as the, the free kick was was given. Um, I could just see what was going to happen. You know, what, what was it? Eighty ninth minute free kick, yeah. that, and, and they barely troubled our goal all game. Just see, I just, I just didn't realise that you know that because Patricio, you know, he's, he's been great for us. So let's just put this down to a one off. You know, that he's not just set up a wall up correctly for what for whatever reason. You know, we, we've, he's faced a lot of free kicks over the, you know the time he's been with us, and he's been more than capable. So. Not quite sure what's happened with this one, but um, yeah, it was just, it's just, we're just kicking ourselves really because again, we've played in a functional, functional manner. We've not been exciting. We've not really been all that entertaining and we've let the team come back in again. And I think, again, it was referenced that up until we scored our goal, Newcastle didn't want to know. And then we scored our goal and then suddenly Newcastle decided, oh, let's go and play now because we've got, we've got a game to rescue. And it's just it's just a bit of a you know a bit of a shame how, how their goal come about. There's a there's a bottom line here, and that is when you play on such kind of fine margins like we do, where we don't go and look to go two three nil up. If there's one thing you can guarantee with football, it's that it's going to kick you in the bollocks at some point, and that's exactly what happened today. Again, one nil is not good enough against that Newcastle team. We should be two three nil up against that team by committing to attack because they we had nothing to worry about in defense at all yeah. and you know if you're going to if you're going to consistently look for a one and that's what Nuno did he looked for a 1-0 victory today yeah and you you can't excuse that when you then go and concede a bit of a shitty goal and it's 1-1 it just it's it's not it's not acceptable for me you got what you got exactly what we deserved yeah, because it played within us. I mean, on, last season it was understandable to play within ourselves because of the sheer amount of games that we had to play with a, such a small squad. Then you can understand it, but we ain't playing till Friday. So what's what's the problem? And then, look, don't don't forget. Look at the players that we have available yeah. to us. We have an that's unbelievable amazing. squad of players. Use them to the best of their ability, and that's not what we're doing right now. It's like I mean, it's almost it's. Let's say it's almost like they've got in this rut now of that this is how we have to play. We have to be wanking the first half every week because this is how we play. And it's almost like habit now, like dragged over from last season when there was a necessity for it. Because you look at and you look at the Fulham game, same again, terrible. Look at Le- Leeds, understandable because Leeds are a decent team and we did a good job against them. But you take the fact of where Leeds were in the table, it was a similar performance. It was just defensive and we hit them with a very rare chance of goal. And you think, why? Why is this happening again? <laughs> and like you said, golly, three, it's three years in now. Nuno said himself that we have to evolve. And if anything, we've gone backwards. It's just, it's just madness. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it. I mean, it's, it's look, uh, uh, 
you could say that, but then, you know, you compare starts of this season and so forth. I think, you know, do we give any, I don't know, ground for the fact that it's been transitional, you know, and, and maybe we've got some early growing pains with this. I don't know. But I mean, what, what we'll do is because we, we've got a guest joining us now is for the, for the Palace review. So that's the new Newcastle game in, in summary. We're hoping, I think, to have a better 90 minutes for the Palace game. And uh, we're going to be previewing this next. Okay, gents, I'm just going to admit Jack because he's been patiently waiting. Um, Thank you, there In the green room. Yeah. You there, mate? Actually, actually that seems Hello. the green room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear uh, me? Am I, work, am, am I working? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. I won't touch anything. Then. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, were you just hearing us having a bit of a moan then? or? Uh, no. No, I didn't. No. I, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> indulge, indulge yourselves a bit more, lads. You know, it's, no. uh, you know. Is it listening <laughs> tomorrow? We, yeah, you, you, by all means, have, have a listen when it's out. But yeah, we will. Um, I think you, you you messaged me, Jack, and you kind of thought that from a, a neutral perspective, unless you've got any irrational dislike to us on the catalogue, you knew it as a, as a neutral that you kind of I did. Thought, we, thought we had it in the bag, I suppose, didn't you? And then, I did. I thought you had it in a bag. I mean, it was one for the purists, and I think even some of the purists might have turned off to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah. it was, um, yeah, it was very tight. And um, you know, when you go one up with with ten minutes to go, you hope to hold out, and and you do. But for what I thought first instinct was a bit of a soft free kick, and then you know, as I said in my message to you, if if you don't set up a wall and there's you know a glimmer, of, especially with the technical ability in the Premier League, someone's going to hit the target from there if there's a chance and. And Patricia can't get there quickly enough, and it's and it's one one. So I know I'm sure you guys are, are disappointed, but this this league does that to you. You know, it's you fucking shit, Jack. Game. Honestly, man. <laughs> 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 well, there, um, we, there we go. Yeah. What did you think of um, Patricia? Do you think he could have done a bit better, or is the is oh, the yeah. blame with the wall? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's completely fucked it up. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rare miss from him. Yeah. He's he's yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah. Really good. He's had you could count it on one hand, couldn't you? The amount of times he's let us down in yeah. the last three years. Yeah. So it's just one of them. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, with the number on his shirt, he's probably expected to be playing left wing. So you know, <laughs> having a goal is a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's cool. I'll just make a note of timing, gents. Okay. So um, moving on to the game against uh, Palace, um, I was going to just in that intro say we are or they're entertaining us, but I think after that performance, it probably won't be ourselves. Um, our guest can tell us if he thinks that, that um, his team might bring a little bit more of a box office audience to the game. Um, so yeah, that, that is Palace on, uh, on Friday night um, and it's Jack Pierce from the uh, Five Year Plan. Jack, how are you doing? Not bad, thanks gents. Um, yeah, uh, on the back of a a Palace win. It's uh, it's nice to have a Sunday looking back with a with a positive um, rather than a negative. So um, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm looking forward to next week. Um, you always look forward to the next fixture after a win. Um, not often the case after a defeat. So uh, looking forward to it. as you say, it's uh, in box office. But um, judging by the previous games that have been on box office so far, haven't exactly brought the uh, you know <laughs> the name of the Premier League to life. So we'll see what happens on Friday night and. Um, you know, uh, it, it, well, I think it's going to be sixth versus seventh in the league, isn't it? So 
Um, I think it was at time of recording. I think, is there a game going on now which okay. we might have dropped? So we might be eight or nine. But yeah, I was thinking, is, is, is this the fight for Europe then? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly, <laughs> certainly the fight for the top half. Um, so um, we're just happy to be there, to be honest. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll take the top half right now. And um, I think I'm right in saying this is our equal best start to a Premier League season after six games. Um, so, you know, we're relatively happy with, with where we are. Hasn't been the most exciting start. Um, we have played a, a combination of some nice football, but also um, some what I like to call Roy ball, um, which is kind of, you know, everyone behind the ball. And, um, you know, we'll see what the attack can do. Um, a prime example of that was Brighton match last week, where we somehow managed to draw a game 1-1 without having a shot, let alone a shot on target. So, um, <laughs> you know... That's, oh, that's, has, has Mr. Hodgson trademarked that um, that phrase, <laughs> Roy Ball? I don't know. My, I, you know what? That's actually come from a discussion between myself and a good friend who's a Fulham fan, um, who also <laughs> experienced the highs and lows of of Roy Ball, um, and he was the one that gave me Roy Ball as a phrase. I'm, I'm happy to run with it, but um, I don't know. I think Roy's a bit of a bit of a lefty, so he's probably happy for um, for it to be kind of given <laughs> given to everybody, kind of for the greater good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> But you, you mentioned the um, the start of the season, so um, in, in terms of an overview on, on, a, on a results perspective, and there's probably more detail within that, but so you started off Southampton, wasn't it, on the, on the first game, a win yeah. there, um, and then you've got, uh, sorry, 3-1 win at Old Trafford as well, which I think stood out to, to many. And then a, a couple of losses, Everton, Chelsea, the draw you mentioned, and then the Palace game from my own understanding, 2-1, but they got a goal pretty much at the last kick. So, that, so um, yeah. So it's it's with those six games you mentioned, sort of statistically, it's a good start. Did you, yeah. as, a, as a fan, is it, is it, does it feel a good start? Yeah, it does. I think, you know, um, when you guys kindly had me on towards the end of last season, um, you know, I was saying that the squad needed a bit of freshening up and sorry, freshening up. And, and you know, we, we ended the season last time, last time out quite poorly and, and struggled, really. Um, it was nice to finish the end. I think after we spoke, our last game was Spurs at home and we managed to get a draw then. Um, mm -hmm. So we didn't finish with eight defeats on the bounce, which would have been a bit more of a negative. I don't know if that made too much of a difference, but we started the season well. Um, yeah, that win against Southampton on the first day of the season was was a real positive, actually. And looking at their form since, um, you know, particularly today's result against Everton, um, you know, that looks like an increasingly good result. Whereas, you know, the 3-1 against United, given their home form since then, um, looks like par for the course, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a promising start. And, um, you know, I'd say probably, you know, the, the Brighton game was disappointed, but you often get that with derbies. Um, and I won't go into the history of why that is a derby. I'm sure you've all read the, the hipster articles time after time. Um, but in terms of non-performances, the only game that I think we can look back on and say, you know, we really didn't compete was was the Chelsea game. Um, and actually, you could, if you if you analyse that properly, you could probably say it was the second half of the Chelsea game where we didn't really um, come out. So you know, in terms of six games played, um, you could argue for at least five and a half of those we've been competitive, um, which is all a team Palace sorry, all a team like Palace can really do. Um, and I think there's reason to be positive for the rest of the season. You know, Wilf started the season in, in great form. Mm. When we when we do go forward, we look like a threat, you know, sometimes towards, particularly towards the end of the season after lockdown, when we, even when we did go forward, we still looked a bit um, toothless. Whereas this time, you know, Wilf looks like he's, he's really up for it. Um, and, you know, 
if, if we've got goals coming in from midfield, you know, yesterday Gyro Riedebel popped up with one. That's really helpful. That takes the burden off Will, um, which actually might relax him a bit more and and perhaps see that his stats this season might might improve as we go on. But yeah, really really pleasing start for Palace. Um, and I think Friday night's game at uh, at Molyneux will be um, yeah a, a good test for for Palace with where we are. Um, as good a result against Fulham as it was. I think most teams, you know, Palace and Wolves included, will look to go to Craven Cottage and win games this season. So for us, that's a, you know, a relief to have picked up the three yeah. points rather than a, a surprise result. Um, but nonetheless, you know, three points is three points and, you know, 10 points after six games looks better than seven or eight. So we're, we're happy with, with our start. Real. Gents, have you got anything to add as, as you look towards Palace really? It sounds as if obviously they're, they're in a good start and, and I think we're, uh, our start is similar as, as Jack referenced in terms of league placing, but we, we've just come off the back and it's a difficult one because when, when you come off the back, as I'm sure Jack understands, of, of a game which didn't go our way, you can probably be a little bit, um, I don't know, weighed down by that, I guess. But how are you thinking, you know, the Palace game? Add any thoughts for Palace at the moment? Well, I mean, the, just a, a, a double barrel question on the last Jack was... Um, mm. One we well, it's just a double surprise question, really. Are you surprised that Roy is still there, and are you surprised that Wilf is still there as well? Um, I'm not surprised Roy is still there. I think it was such a short window, sorry, a short pre season, such a short window to change managers. Um, I wasn't surprised. That said, when Eddie Howe became free from Bournemouth, there was some talk that, um, you know, that could be quite a nice, a nice switch, um, but obviously that hasn't. No. hasn't developed um, <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't developed and but he's still obviously available in you know in the looking for work so that's an option further down the line but I wasn't surprised that Roy started the season um simply because you know the, the type of pre-season that we had this unusual setup this season um and as for Wilf I uh, I think I said when I came on in in July you know the club have a value for Wilf and unless anybody wanted to meet that value he wasn't really going anywhere you know I think he's I think he's changed agents again to see if there's a you know greater scope for a move elsewhere. But the truth of it is, unless a club pays what you know Steve Parrish considers his value to be, which I wouldn't even want to speculate in this um, kind of unusual upside down mm. world that we live in at the moment, um, it's not going to come. But from what I understand, there were, there was actually no interest in terms of is it, firm offers. Is it is it George Mendes by any chance? Because then he's come <laughs> to the rules for a fiver. <laughs> no, he no, he went to um he went to Pe- I think he went to Peeney to Harvey, the name from yesteryear who um looked after some of the big hitters years ago and, and that hasn't worked out. I don't know who he's gone to since or um, you know, whether he's kept that quiet this time round. But um I think the idea so how was does, that- how does a fiver sound? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take anything to be honest. I'm not the I'm not I'm not the greatest negotiator, but I think Steve Harris has a bit bit more about it than I do. But um, no, he's certainly worth more than a fiver. Um, and I think um, it might have been that the, the lack of interest in the summer was because of a rather, you know, deadbeat end towards the season of Palace in general, let alone just Wilf. So I think you know if he'd ended the season with a with a bag of goals and a few more assists, then you know offers might have come in a bit more for him, but. Um, no, I, was, I wasn't really surprised that either started. Um, I think for Wilf, I think next summer could be his time. And I think, you know, judging by how intense he's, his form is and how much he's looking to, you know, stretch teams and, and show, his, show his skills as often as he is this season, I, he might have an eye towards next summer. Um, I can't see us selling him in January. I, you know, I don't think Palace could really afford to lose such an influence halfway through a season. Um, I think there was some consideration um, by 
by the media that the signing of Eberichi Eze from QPR was was a kind of a nod towards replacing Wilf, but um, that that may well be the course in or may, or may well be the case in in due course. But um, for now, I think Eze is there to to kind of add depth to the squad. Um, he certainly will start to figure more, um, but I don't think his involvement with the first team is dependent on Wilf either being there or not. I think they're currently playing two different roles for the team. What have, what have you made of Eze so far? Because I think he's a brilliant player. I think he'd improve yeah. our starting eleven, honestly. I, I mean, really like. I mean, I mean, yeah. Technically, he's absolutely superb. He came on against um, Southampton on the first day of the season for twenty minutes, and and technically, he was um, he was right there. He was at the level that he needed to be. Um, I think uh, playing in a in a team or as you know in a squad, I guess with with Roy that with Roy being so structured and so you know resolute and defence minded, um, he won't have the freedoms that he had at QPR last season in the Championship. But I think he'll appreciate that. You know, you don't step up into the Premier League and expect to. You know, just play your same game. So I think he appreciates, he seems very level-headed, so I, I, I'm sure he understands that he's got to develop his game. Um, but I'm really excited by him, and I think Palace fans are um, too. It's, it's, it was nice to get that business done early. It was nice to get that business done um, quite effectively as well, because as you say, lots of clubs in the Premier League would have been looking at him. Um, but apparently the lure of staying in South London, um, where he's from, um, was a big draw, and he, he seems to have really settled very well. And I think he will start to feature... Um, more and more as the season goes on. And I don't think he'll start against you guys on, on Friday. I think Jeffrey Schlupp will probably keep his place, but um, he's, he's certainly a, a really good addition and, and, and adds quality and depth to, to the midfield area for sure. How do you, um, how do you rate young Mitchell at left back? Because whenever I've seen him, he looks superb. Yeah, he, I mean, to be honest, um, uh, this is a bit similar to Aaron Wan-Bissaka and he got his chance because of injuries. I don't think Roy was looking to blood um, a teenager. I think he made his first start against you guys in the two 0 in July, and against Troy dealt, Ray, yeah. Again, yeah. he dealt with a, he yeah. dealt with Adama fairly well. I think Adama had him on toast a couple of times, but he, he does that um, against most left backs. Um, but Mitchell, he's really you know put himself um, put himself in the first team, and Van Arnholt's now fit. And you'd have thought if Roy had doubts about Mitchell that Van Arnholt would have come straight back into the team. He hasn't. Um, He's very good defensively. You know, he hasn't shown a great deal going forward, but again, in the Roy Hodgson team, that's not always a bad thing. And I'm sure that's one of the reasons why Roy um, likes what he's seen. And, you know, a bonus points for uh, for Tyreek was um, squaring up to uh, um, Lamptey of Brighton last week. So that was always a, a nice moment when you're playing in a derby match like that. So he doesn't look like he's he's intimidated um, by the by the level he's playing at. And I think, you know... Can anyone found... actually square up to Lamptey? Because he only comes up to people's <laughs> belly button, don't they? Doesn't he? Well, I don't, you know, I think Tyreek's fairly diminutive himself. But yeah, I think he had a, at least a good couple of inches on him. But um, yeah, it was it was great to see him get a chance towards the end of last season. Um, and it's bad luck for Van Aanholt because he didn't lose his place for anything other than a freak injury against United. Um, but, you know, that's the risk that professional footballers pay. You know, you are an injury away from a a spell on the sidelines and then it's interesting what Palace will do there because um, you know Mitchell's form might uh, impact the decision that is made regarding Van Arnholt's future given that he's out of contract next summer so um, nice to have options and it's nice to to see a youngster come through as well um, so yeah he, he's very impressive so far and and, and certainly warrants his, his starting berth at the moment for certain. He seems a bit of a personality, that Van Arnholt. Didn't he have a bit of a, a Twitter rock with Katie Hopkins? Uh, was yeah. It? <laughs> yeah, that was he great. took her to town and, um, you know, uh, <laughs> anyone that takes on Katie Hopkins is good by me. So, um, yeah, PVA yeah, did very well there. And uh, I think he became a bit of a, a social media icon 
uh, for a while. Um, there was some suspicion that a lot of PVA's activity is done by uh, um, someone other than himself, but I think he, yeah. he I think he certainly took ownership of um, his uh, of his battles with Katie Hopkins for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he and, has as as of now. Um, I don't think he's had a go at, at real Trump yet. I think he's uh, I think he's leaving the, <laughs> I think he's leaving the presidential election. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's left the presidential election to two others for now. But um, yeah, he's a bit of a character for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just and Stu, when Jack mentioned Eddie Howe, I kind of cut to you because <laughs> I think you were think, probably thinking, no, no, please don't go down that route and give Eddie Howe another shot at the Premier League. Is that what you were thinking? You're not in, in biggest fan, in in, in in polite terms, yeah. I was just yeah. I was thinking Jack, don't, <laughs> don't buy into the hype because I think Gully and Pricey had the same thought. Then when <laughs> you think, oh, Eddie Howe, the uh, the media yeah. love and England's great hope, no. The man's a fraud. <laughs> Dirty well, cheating you know, fraud. He... Keep him away from the Premier League at all costs. Uh, no, I, I didn't quite. I didn't quite buy the hype with with Hal, but uh, yeah. I think just him becoming available. There was rumours of him. I mean, this is going back probably uh, nine, ten years ago when Steve Parrish first got involved with the club. But apparently, Hal was quite close to to taking over. So I think it's fairly lazy, uh, you know, mm. investigative social media post putting that one together. But I think you know it, it's it's quite possible that should Roy move on. Um, and when, well, when Roy moves on, I think, you know, the manager, someone like Addy Howe's um, CV would be attractive to Palace, even if certain Wolves fans don't consider him a good option. But um, I'll pass the <laughs> feedback back on to Steve and I'll let him know. Um, I'll let him know. I'm sure that'll come into his thinking. <laughs> but yeah, like you say, there's, there's there's always certain names for certain clubs, isn't there? We, we've been linked with Steve Bruce for the last sort of, you know, how many merry-go-rounds, for example. So no, I get that. But yeah, um, I mean, it, we're going up in a bit of a tandem there, but just to bring you back to, to the game on, on Friday, um, as, as you say, you've gone off to, you, you guys have gone off to a good start. How do you see that playing out? Uh, right now, I take a draw. I always consider mm. a draw away from home in the Premier League a, a fair enough result, um, particularly against a team as, as productive as, and as threatening as you guys um, have been previously. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be quite tight. You know, as I said, we're, we're coming into it with, you know, fairly decent mood around the camp, I'm guessing. So, um, provided there's no more injuries um, or COVID positive tests, we've had two within the squad so far. So, um, that, that's possibly a concern for the club moving forward. They'll want to avoid any, any more um, uh, infections happening within the, the kind of bubble. So, um, if we go with a fully, um, you know, full strength squad, then... Then I expect us to give you a game for sure, for sure. How that pans out, I think it'll be quite close. So you know, my instinct says a draw, but it's I can't see it being more than one either way. To be honest, if it is one of us to take it, what about you guys? I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's going to be I mean, after after watching that and our last two games before today, then it ain't going to be a classic. It's it, it like you said earlier. It's not going to live up to the uh, pay per view billing, really, is it? <laughs> I'd chuck, I'd chuck your house on nil nil at half time, Jack. If uh, yeah. if you wanted yeah. some advice, and yeah. uh, one one nil with a scratchy Jimenez goal for at some point in the second half, and then probably an equaliser, um, and that'll do for the. Yeah, no, that, that, I, I would take that. I'd take that right now, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think we're we're really struggling to to score at the minute, and um, yeah, we've scored a few fortuitous goals last couple of games, so. Yeah, I'll probably go with the one-one and him and Ez because that's all, that's all who scores for us at the moment. And then probably Zahar will end up turning uh, one of our full-backs inside out and get a deflected shot in the goal. 
<laughs> yeah, has anyone, has, anyone, has anyone told Samedo that part of the brief as a wing-back is he, he needs to tackle and actually go back the other way? Because he seems to be very happy going going one way. And I think having had Matt Doherty, um, you know, teams got very little, little change out of him on that side. So I, I think, you know, some teams might look to go down the left-hand side and, and take on Samedo, um, which which perhaps wasn't happening last season. Um, so he's, he's an interesting one for me. He's come with a huge price tag, obviously, you know, the the CV to boot, um, you know, is, is he one that is going to slot in with Padocati or is there still a few question marks over Samedo? Well, well we had them. Um, yeah. Go on, Stu. I was going to say that we've yeah. had a, in a conflict already, as uh, as is yeah. the Wolves way about these things. <laughs> and uh, if he's a waste of money or if he's uh, just bedding in. But yeah, I thought, I think we're all in agreement that he had a better game today than he has done. Yeah. But defensively, he looks. Tracking back because of his speed doesn't seem to be a problem. And he did put a couple of tackles in today where I thought, oh, fair play to you. But balls over the top, he looks very suspect, which Doherty yeah. didn't. It was the other way around with Doherty. So it's just mm. another learning curve for the whole team in general. Yeah. It'll be interesting. You know, Wilf has um, started, you know, as one of two up top for the season so far. But, you know, he does naturally drift out to that left-hand side. So Semedo will, um, you know, have have times of the game where he'll be, you know, the guy taking responsibility for Wilf. So um, I guess if if Palace and Wilf sense that there's a bit of luck to be had against him, then then that's where, where he'll go. Um, but it also, you know, positively for Palace, Andros Townsend's picked up some form this season, which has been which has been good. So we have got that balance. And, you know, I think when we came to you in, in July, every time we went forward, you know, the only ball we were looking for was Wilf. Um, whereas this time we're a little bit more, you know, flexible and variable in, in where we look to put the ball so um yeah it'd be interesting um be a good game but yeah then the nil nil at half time might be uh, might be where the value's at for, uh, for anyone looking for a, for a bet <laughs> brilliant and um yeah just finally jack thanks again for joining us it's, it's great always to have you on um uh, when when we meet um just to get your viewpoint and um yeah i'm sure we'll we'll speak to you soon anytime lads always a pleasure and um yeah if uh if Palace do need the points, I won't expect to hear from you again. But you know, cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. So that was the Palace um, uh, preview, really. Um, uh, baby Bell. Baby Bell. Oh God. Um, right. 904. Um, I might just leave this in actually. So sorry. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, what you yeah, you won't be able to see. It's just a yeah, bit of a mess of notes here this evening coming into it. So anyway, back on track. So that was the Palace preview. And thank you to Jack Pierce from the five-year plan. Always great, guys. I think getting a an alternative perspective, and I think he, he spoke well and, and fair about you know Palace on the weekend. Yeah, he always does. He speaks sense, and he's not—he's not as biased as you'd expect someone from the opposition to be in these circumstances. Yeah, he's very, very articulate, and how he talks about Palace and and the players and and uh, and Roy the boy. So yeah, it's always always a good pleasure having him on. Real. So yeah, we'll see um, how Roy Ball develops on Friday. <laughs> so what we'll be moving on to now, I guess, really is the answer smash. So. Um, this won't mean anything to anyone listening, but I'm recording this by my phone. So for the guys on the chat, you may see me staring into my phone. 
because I'll need to view Leanne's questions that he's kindly sent in. Um, before we do the answer smash, there's the, um, the three uh, questions, so one each for each of you guys. So the first question I've got here, courtesy of Dan, is for Stu. So Wolves drew 1-1 at home to Preston 15 years ago this week. Name our goal scorer, and that's just for Stu. At home or away? Is that... They drew 1-1 at home to Preston, yeah. Not that that makes any difference. <laughs> <laughs> 2005. Kennedy. Incorrect. Um, you don't get any points, gents, but do you want to, does the e review want to hazard a guess on that question? 1 1 at home to Preston 15 years ago. Uh, who scored for us? If, it, if it's that season, I'll just kind of blindly go Kenny Miller uh, as a, just a, a random guess, to be honest, at this kind of thing. I don't know no. if it was the home or away one, I can't remember which but I was going to go with Rowan Ricketts. Okay. It was a bit of a cool hero I thought. Um, Vio Ganea. Oh, oh yeah. that he was a cool hero. He was. He was. He was He's, crazy. I remember. I remember him scoring a goal away at Newcastle and going absolutely mad for it. And the, the last yeah, away game of the season. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. I, I think we we were t we were talking about sort of um, on the group chat earlier, and what this might come out on um, on a Twitter poll uh, for people listening about worst 11s and worst players, but. I think crazy 11s as well would be quite a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, just a, a nutter 11. And I think he would probably get a place up front. I remember when he scored at home. <laughs> uh, was it, it might have been after his injury. And he dived in the North Bank and got his second yellow and got sent off yeah. Yeah. For, for, <laughs> yeah, diving, yeah. for diving in the North Bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, right. Next question is over to Gully. So, um, eight years ago today, eight years ago today, Wall threw 1 1 at home, this time to Charlton, who was our goal scorer. Oh, was that the dreaded Saunders season? I think. Oof. I'm going to go at home to Charlton. Um, yes. 1 1, home to Charlton. I'm going to go with. Oh God, Ebanks Blake. No, and any advances for Ad or Stu? Thurman. No, I was just going to go. If it was that uh, sold back and so on zero, I was going to go a right wing guesses Pesco. <laughs> I thought you were going to go for the answer there with your sort of um, the way you're going into that, but it was back Sacco. Oh, okay, that would have been so, the obvious guess, I suppose. Yeah, so. Um, Five years ago then, this um, says yesterday, so five years ago yesterday, Wolves lost 3-1 at home to Middlesbrough. Name our goal scorer. So 3-1 defeat at home, Middlesbrough, five years ago, who scored for Wolves? And that's to, to obviously Mr Price. Mm. 2020, take away five years, is 2015 by my maths. So, so I'm delaying again. Um, I, can't, I can't give anything away, but I think you might be right. <laughs> uh, oh, 2015. Middles, I'm going to have a stab in the dark at uh, Lee Griffiths. It's probably not right. No, you've, you've used Lee, 
the Griffiths to, to, to stab in the dark and, and it unfortunately wasn't. It was uh, Mr. Dave Edwards. Oh, good old dangerous Dave. Yes. So anyway, on to the aforementioned Anthem Smash, um, which is pretty much open season, gents. Um, so um, what we're going to ask as a collective to you three here is this first question. As I'm reading it here for the first time. Okay, so Swedish supergroup and former Wolves winger who played for Paphos in Cyprus last season. So you're putting those two questions together to form the answer smash. The first part being yes. the Swedish supergroup. Sorry, I don't interrupt yeah. if you've got it. I've, I think I've got it. Abakari Saka. That's absolutely spot on, yes. Nice. Nice. Paphos. So, Imagine going to play professional <laughs> play football in Paphos. <laughs> I wonder where he spent his weekends. I wonder where he spent his Saturday nights. <laughs> no, Gifford in Pathos, is it? Boring Pathos, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so next one is um, former Wolves defender and religion of the Pope. So those two questions together. One being a former Wolves defender and the religion of the Pope. Which bit comes first? So the former Wolves defender is your first part of your answer smash. And to join that first part up is the second part, which is the religion of the Pope. Darren, P, Darren P. Catholic. I've, I've, <laughs> I've got the answer and it's difficult. So I, 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 uh, Kevin, is it Kevin Muscatholic? It is, it is. No, no way. I've got it. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin was... I thought, how, what part of the Catholic would it have been? Because it's cat, cat, cat. Just takes from cat, doesn't it? And, and That's why I, I was trying. I was trying to shoehorn Darren P. Catholic into it. <laughs> um, so, um, well, Phil is one, but we're going to go with the last question. Um, of course, he has. Because, <laughs> because, because, why, because why not? Um, so, former Walls utility man of the 90s and the American singer who wants to fly away with his American woman. Neil Lemb, Lenny so, Kravitz. <laughs> correct, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, so, yeah, goodie takes it 2 1 and 0. Neil Lemb, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> 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 And, and, that, and, that's, and that's your answer smash for this week um, yeah I think that's really where we're, we're going to cl close it this week um, as, as we always do thank you to everybody who continues to support the fancast beyond it all the social media channels if you like what we do please leave us a five star review because we really do appreciate it and um, yeah there'll be plenty more to come uh, for us we'll have obviously the Palace game we previewed the, the review of that game and a few other bits in between. So, um, yeah, from all of us, gents, um, it's goodbye from Adam. See you later. Goodbye from Gully. Yeah, guys, just look out for my uh, GTA fancast episode coming out on Wednesday to review uh, tonight's game from a tactical perspective, and I'll see you then. Brilliant. Uh, check that out, everyone. And finally, for Stu. Put your house on nil hill half time. <laughs> <laughs> right see you soon take care bye bye now
This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com.